0: Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing looking at the parables of the Lord Jesus Christ and the multitudes of things that he taught about the kingdom of heaven, about the kingdom of God. We've been looking the last two, three episodes at uh, actually leading up uh, sort of to a parable, which uh, we see in one gospel, and then we don't see another gospel, but they're parallel passages. We've seen how that sort of works here and there. So we looked at Matthew 18 and Matthew 9 at a particular thing. Today I want to look at Luke 9, just a couple of verses, a very short uh, mention of this particular event and then i want to jump back to Mark to pick up the last two verses, and then you'll see why. But this is what Luke says in chapter 9, and it's verses 49 and 50. John answered and said, Master, now John is speaking to Jesus. Master, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to prevent him because he does not follow along with us. And so that's the what we've been looking at, the context of what we've seen. That there was somebody here that was casting out demons in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, again, think about this. He was casting out demons. The demons were leaving. He was being successful. But it wasn't because of who he was. It was because of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, why should the uh, disciples be bothered by that? Well, because he wasn't one of them. He wasn't following along with us. Notice how they said that. They didn't say, he wasn't following you. They said, no, he wasn't following along with us. And so since he's not following along with us, we tried to prevent him from doing that. We came along and told him he does not need to do that. Let me tell you what, that type of attitude right there is so prevalent within the body of Christ today. So, so, so prevalent. Did I say so prevalent? Yes, you would not believe how prevalent it is. It is rare. I actually had a a really good rare occasion this week when when, uh, an issue like that came up, and somebody said, uh, uh uh you know, I don't care how somebody learns. I don't care if it comes through you. I don't care if it comes through me. We were talking about uh, teaching of the Word of God, preaching of the Word of God. But the people need to know and they need to be taught. It doesn't matter who it is. And you wouldn't think that that would be a rare thing. But, folks, it is very rare, particularly within the organized religious church, because we have our little structures. We have our politics. We have uh our positions, we have all this kind of stuff. And that's what the disciples were buying into. They were buying into a lie of the flesh. Now, Matthew and Mark gave a rather uh, extended response of Jesus. Luke only gives us one verse, but cuts to the chase with it. Verse 50, but Jesus said to him, do not hinder him, for he who is not against you is for you. Now, that's what Mark had said also, though, very far more succinct right here. Jesus said, don't prevent him from doing that. Don't stop him from doing that. He's doing it in my name. And if he's not against you, he is for you. Now, let me jump down again back to Mark, because Jesus says it. I tell you what, uh, yeah, I've got time to do this. Let me just reread this. Jesus says the same thing in verse 40 of Mark 9. He says, for he who is not against us is for us. And then Jesus says this, For whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because of your name as followers of Christ, truly I say to you, he will not lose his reward. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe to stumble, it would be better for him if, if with a heavy millstone hung around his neck, he had been cast into the sea. If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled Than having your two hands to go into hell into the unquenchable fire where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. If your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than having two feet to be cast into hell where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. But if your eye causes you to stumble, throw it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of god with one eye than having cast two eyes to be cast in the hell where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. So again we saw this in a previous episode. Jesus is driving home this point to deal with the things that cause you to stumble. Now he's not speaking literally that if you sin with your eye one time then you need to pluck your eye out or if you go somewhere that you should not have gone to cut your foot off. He is speaking a very, very vivid hyperbole right here to communicate the point is to get this out of your life. Now, the last two verses of this chapter are two verses that are not in the other accounts. Listen to what it says. For everyone will be salted with fire. Everyone will be salted with fire. Verse 50. Salt is good. But if the salt becomes unsalty, with what will you make it salty again? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. Do you remember what the initial uh, thing was that precipitated this discussion? At the beginning of Mark and the beginning of uh, Matthew, we saw it. The disciples were arguing among themselves. What were they arguing about? Which one of them was the greatest? (laughs) I know, it's so sad, you just have to sort of chuckle at it, don't you? Which one of them is greatest? And what does Jesus say? Everyone will be salted with fire. That's not talking about the fire that he just mentioned right here, the fire of uh, uh, condemnation, the fire of hell itself. But he's talking about the fiery things of life that will come our way. And what does salt do anyway? Salt's interesting stuff. Salt uh, enhances flavor of food. We know that. Salt is, uh, purifies food, preserves food. Salt is also uh, used medicinally for medicine. Things like that. It's also used in construction as far as uh, makeup materials and things like that. Salt is very, very, very important. And Jesus says it. salt is good. But if the salt becomes unsalty, how are you going to make it salty again? When salt loses its saltiness, it is of no good. So what is he saying? He says, have salt in yourself. And he says, uh, these trials, these tribulations, these fiery things will come and purify. Okay. They will come and do the various things that salt does, enhances flavor, okay? Uh, Heals, preserves, et cetera, et cetera. So have this salt within you. Have this understanding within you. I'll tell you what, be at peace with one another. Don't sit there and argue over who's the greatest or who has that responsibility, who has this responsibility. Walk in love and humility before one another and then watch what the Lord does as he moves within your life and the life of those that you are with in the body of Christ, you will be absolutely amazed at what he will do. Now, don't forget the bottom line. The bottom line with this whole thing was the, uh, uh, you know, how they were arguing the little children and that kind of thing. Don't be distracted. Okay, don't be distracted with that. Now, let me check something here real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, We'll have to come back to the passage in uh, Matthew again because this is where we actually get to the part that people often associate with a parable. And it's the parable of the lost sheep. But now you sort of see what the context is, right? Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. And I'll see you in the next episode.